1: We're talking about managing your moods i'm going to re- i'm going to finish this today so i'm going to go straight into it and i'm going to be a bit quick so get your pens and get your your your, your bibles out i love what someone did uh last last sunday i just replicated it. he took or she took some notes and i just saw it on our twitter account and i just replicated it and i just put it up there so take notes take notes and put it out it will be a blessing to someone psalm 42 and verse 11 the living bible says but all my soul Don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Come on, he's talking to your soul right now. He's saying, I'm going to manage this moon. He says, expect God to act. For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise him for all that he has done the lockdown the season will go i will still have plenty plenty of reasons to praise him as this wonderful lady sent her testimony she still had plenty of reasons to praise him for he is my help not her grandfather but god is our help He is my God. I love what the message Bible says. We've been reading this for the last three weeks. It says, why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He's put a smile on my face. He is my God. One of the biggest um, tools of the enemy, or one of the biggest tools the enemy can use to ruin a relationship. This is a one big tool he can use. To destroy a relationship, to ruin a relationship, to destroy a life, to destroy a business is a bad mood. It's a bad mood. Many of us do not recognize that we are shutting down relationships in our lives because of a bad mood. In fact, let me talk to some of the singles right now. Many of you right now, you are, you are alone in your flat, alone in your bedroom, alone somewhere and 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 you have allowed a bad mood to stop your communication people are having house parties all over the internet people are using zooms uh, all over the place don't 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 isolate yourself don't isolate yourself we're going to come out of this but one of the reasons why many people may destroy a relationship during this season is, I'm in a mood, I don't want, I don't feel like talking to anyone. You, there may be times you may just say, I don't feel like talking to a- a- anyone, but you should get over it and, 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 and try to bless someone. Uh, I need to be quick here. Uh, but the, the, the biggest tools the enemy would use during this period may not even be the sickness of the coronavirus, but it will be our state of mind. People often describe Mood swings. They say I'm having a mood swing, and and people have often described mood swings as as something like a roller coaster of feelings, from happiness to contentment, to anger, to irritability, and even depression. Uh, uh, Anyone will tell you, individuals with 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 mood swings, they're very difficult to relate to. You you have to constantly walk walk on eggshells because they're prone to misread your actions your gestures or your comments many people are so much in a mood that if even if you say oh you're really looking nice today what do you mean i'm looking nice do i look like i'm looking nice why did you say i'm looking nice because uh, because they, they they start to misread every single thing that you say and what we are doing over this period is to be able to get you out of it not only get you out of it if they have known you to be a moody person before the lockdown, by the time we finish the lockdown, you should have been transformed and changed. Come on. Let God start to walk on the inside of you. And remember that I've said that I'm not talking about depression, but our mood, as our mood leads to depression. Many people are quick to say, I'm depressed. No, you're not. Sometimes you're just in a bad mood. And I don't want you to start to call things that are not as though they are. Managing our mood, I know is hard, but if you give it time and you keep practicing these things that I've given you, I'm telling you, you will be in control of what influences your mood in no time. But you have to practice this. And what we've been doing over the last three weeks is how we can manage our mood. I've started to give you a 6 response plan. I've only been on three. I'm hopefully going to give you the rest of the three today. The first thing I said in how I can manage my mood, how I can be in control of my mood, how I cannot allow my mood to become a, 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 a place, uh, put me in a place of depression, how I can be more accessible and more acceptable to my family, how my children will not fear me, how my husband or my wife will not fear me, how my friends will not say, just leave her alone. She's in one of her moods. She's a, he's in one of his moods. What a testimony. Just leave uh, her. She's, she's moody again. She's always a moody person. You go out with friends. friends. You said you want to go out and have a nice time. You're the only one that sits in the corner. You're holding your phone and you're looking. Scrolling through, through your phone when there's nothing to watch. I want to help you right now because it's a bad habit that you need to get out of. And if you've never been on any one of these broadcasts, go back to our last two weeks, listen to the message. I'm going to give you just, just, just a little bit of a taste of what we've spoken over the last three weeks. It's going to help you. Especially you young ones. Especially you millennials. Especially you JG Zs. Any one of you, this will help you. Number one, be in control of your mood. Don't be ruled by it. That's the first thing I said. Don't be ruled by it. Number two, I said what? Beware that things happen. Sometimes we humans, and especially Christians, we're always looking for a reason why something happened. When things happen, that I can't control, so what do I do? I gave you a three or four pointer. Welcome and accept things. Those things as God's plan. Wait for God's timing. I said, worry not. I said, watch and pray. Number three, I gave it to you last week. I said, break the pattern. You have to learn to break the pattern. Don't react to everything. Stop the blame game. It's always easy to blame others for our failures. And therefore, many times, we don't realize that we are our own worst enemies because we lack the self-control to put in the effort to change it. And each time we blame every other person, we take responsibility away from ourselves and we never change. Number four. Let's go to number four quickly. Today, I want to use another B. Be careful. Be careful what you allow in. I know we've been saying this for for the last few weeks, but I want you to listen to this. Be careful. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. It says, keep, and we use this this morning, but in the Amplified it says, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, not your phone. You put an insurance on your phone. You put an insurance on your car. You put an insurance on your house. You put an insurance on your shoe. Sometimes some people even put an insurance on on, on their physical extremities. We know that somebody put one million upon their their, their posterior. Some people have have guarded their voice, put money on their voice. But but what what does Solomon say? He says all those insurances that you're putting money on is not what's going to help you. He says put vigilance, put a guard, put an insurance above and beyond of anything over your heart or soul for out of it flows the springs of life you've got to be able to put a guard you've got to be able to be careful of what you allow in. and we're repeating this again so the question is how do i do that i want to put into your life what i call a risk management plan a plan how do i do that i'm still on the beads. number one beware of what you see and what you hear You will hear this over and over and over again and we said this on Wednesday. You've got to be careful about what you hear and what you see. Protect yourself from what you see and what you read. Initially, when this coronavirus came out, people were reading and listening to a lot of nonsense that was going on. And it wasn't making sense. Many people were, were were frustrated. Many people were following something else that other people were saying. Many people were listening to the negative news. Many people had their news on 24 hours, 24 hours a day. Uh, many people were, were, were wake up in the morning. Oh, how many people died today? In the evening, oh, how many people have they recorded a day? Every single time. You are listening to bad news and you know what bad news it keeps repeating itself over and over again and one of the things i actually discovered let me say this to you one of the things i discovered is that even on good morning britain you find out that they're also sharing good news during this period there are good things that have happened we we, we heard about now Tom Moore, who has done something good we heard about other people who have done something good. we even hear a lot about people who have defeated the coronavirus People who have come out of hospital sharing good news. You've got to be careful of what you hear and what you read. You've got to be careful about who you lend your ears to. Some of you, you have telephones and all you're doing is you're just on the phone constantly, constantly, constantly. Choose to resist long periods of time on the phone. You've got to try to resist it because every single time you're on the phone, all you're hearing is bad news. You're hearing something that someone has done. You're hearing something that somebody has died. All your discussions is bad news. Why do you call somebody like you know your or somebody else like, 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 like Aisha or who, who has gone through stuff and come out on the other side and discuss how things can be positive, how you can change your life. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful what you watch on social media. I wanted to show this today but, but I, I didn't have time because there was, a, there was something that they showed on Instagram about, about a series of, of, of issues or a series of things that happened where someone uh, took a selfie of themselves showing themselves uh, that they are having tea and coffee and stuff with friends but they were alone where where, where some, some, someone was showing how uh, her boyfriend and quickly took a, a, a photograph but they didn't see the end of the story that the boyfriend had pushed her away and packed his bag out of the house but well, the other people who were watching it started to feel jealous and started to feel depressed and, and they were just showing two two connotations two sides towards what we see and we care on Instagram social media do not define yourself by the way you see others come on listen to me We don't as easily see their struggles, their fears, their setbacks and their failures. So don't do it. It isn't, it's not empowering. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't, don't compare because we are on a unique path. We're on a different path. Stop comparing yourself to others. You've got to recognize that some people may come into your life to empower you, but some people you may have to avoid. It is great to be inspired by, by others, but if hearing another person's story, we feel that we are lesser than we need to. We just, all we need to start to do is to just focus on our own path. Look at where you're going, not where, you, where you're at. Sorrow looks back. Worry looks around. But faith looks up. I will look unto the hills whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord God. Who made the heavens and earth. Sorrow looks back. Worry looks around. Faith looks up. Maybe that will help someone today. So the first thing to, in our risk management plan this morning is beware of what you see and what you hear. Number two, under number four is beware of pleasing people. Beware. Now listen to me. Be careful what I said. I said, beware of pleasing people, not beware of people. People are important in our lives. I didn't say beware of people. I didn't say shut yourself down. That's a mood. I said, beware of pleasing them. Because if you're going to make progress in life, you still do need people. Listen to what someone wrote. He says, if you want to walk fast, walk alone. But if you want to walk far, walk together. Let me say that again. If you want to walk fast, walk alone. But if you want to walk far, if you want to go far, walk together. Don't allow your mood to change because you want to please people. If you do that, if you try to please people, it makes you neglect your own need in order to meet other people's needs. And and I know this as a pastor because... Everyone has expectations. Even during this lockdown, everyone has expectations. Everyone is saying, oh, can we do this? Oh, can we do that? Oh, can we do this? Many of you don't realize that what you're seeing on Sunday is a monumental effort behind the scenes. I can't thank many people enough to even come and, and, and broadcast this. There are people who have left their home to just be here to give you the word. And sometimes even I'm afraid are we are we reaching out? Are we not reaching out? Nah, just chill chill out now. We can just give you what we're able to give you. Feed on the word by yourself. Oh, I have to see Pastor. I don't have no, you don't. You just have to see God. Be well pleasing people. I told you, do I dress fine? Do I do I look fine? Do I speak fine? Do I do I do I communicate it's too much? Stop pleasing them. Many people will please your parents even so much that you will marry the wrong person. Many people will please your person that, that you, will, you, 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 you will go to university and do the course you don't like. And you've got to get to a stage where you've got to say, I need to think about myself. Not in a selfish way, but you need to start to stop pleasing people because it will turn you into a mood. One of the greatest problems many people have is also even our social media. We want to please them. We want to show them, want to get so so many likes. And it will wear you out. But if you try to please people, it causes you to make decisions based on their approval. Either way you can end up feeling like a doormat. Many of us are, uh, are in relationships uh, that, that we're not even supposed to be there. Many people are suffering um, domestic abuse because you want to please your spouse. Let God get you out of it, get yourself out of it. You're not supposed to be beaten. You're not supposed to be mentally abused. You're not supposed to be tread upon. You're supposed to be able to say that God has made you fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't ever go out with someone who wants you to do all that they want you to do. You've got to be able to have self-confidence within yourself. And you've got to be able to know that to God alone, you give the glory and all the honor and the praise. And if everything is looking the most like an abuse, get yourself out of it because your life is more valuable. Stop pleasing people. Maybe you became a people pleaser early on in life to get the attention you crave for. Many of us are craving for attention from our parents, from our spouse, from from people around us. And you've you've never been able to quite trust your own judgment. Should I do this? Is my shoe okay? Is my hair okay? Am I alright? What will people say about me? Be yourself. If you want your hair to be natural, let it be natural. <laughs> However, all <laughs> uh, oh, the salons are closed now. So uh, we're back to natural. By the time we finish this lockdown, by the time people would have changed their whole orientation. Because what looked important to us is no more important. It's lockdown. Many people have seen them right now. And, and when they come online, oh, pastor, uh, excuse my appearance. No! Do whatever you can do with whatever you have. Let me give you number three or number four out of this. Can I say this? Stop fearing people. You know Saul lost the battle because he feared people. Saul admitted in, in 1 Samuel fifteen twenty four. he says, I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. He admitted. He lost his destiny because he couldn't trust his own judgment. You've got to be able... To stop pleasing people. Because the more you start to want to please people, the more you will go into mood swings and that will lead to depression. Let me give you... Let me give you another one. I hope you are being blessed. Be careful what you are allowing. Hey, hey. Beware of what you eat. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we eat can trigger your mood. Did you know your mood can affect your food choices and on the flip side your food choices can affect your mood <laughs> i'm going to say that again your mood can affect your food choices and your food choices can affect your mood there's a study that's made this clear put simply what you eat directly affects the structure and the function of your brain and ultimately your mood Multiple studies have found a correlation between a diet high in refined sugar, uh, 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 and impaired brain function and even a worsening of symptoms and mood disorder such as this depression. So ladies and gentlemen, while you are at home, beware of what you eat. It will be tragic if some of you come out of this lockdown, six sizes size up. I hear conversations sometimes, Ah, this lockdown, all I'm doing is I'm eating. No, it's wrong. Don't do that. No. We see people on the street exercising. Beware of sugary drinks. Beware of refined carbohydrates. Beware of things that, that, that doesn't help you. Beware of alcohol. This is not the time to sit down and start drinking. Can I say this? And I'm, I'm In the next two weeks, and we're going to have a seminar with the doctors. But very clearly, it's even noted that many people, and, and I need to be careful because my heart goes out to the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who have passed away. But, but clearly, this is authenticated and it's on the news that many people who have beaten this coronavirus are the people who are healthy, people who exercise, people who are not overweight. And we are not yet out of this. This lockdown is an opportunity for us to self-isolate. So that when we come out, we are in a better shape than how we went in. Exercise. Exercise. By next week, I'll probably put an, a whole announcement about stuff up on our, on, our, on our page of all the trainers that we have in church that you can probably follow. Some of them do it on Saturday. I saw my wife doing, doing, doing an exercise with, with 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 soccer on 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 Saturday. I was doing one with Yemi. There are the many people in church that are doing stuff. I, 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 a certain lady I followed her uh, recently, and she, and she does exercises. And these are going for free. And some of you may even need to pay for some of these things because you, you, the money would do great thing for you to help you. Many trainers are now doing one on one. I'm doing one on one training, Zoom. They will help you i it, and, and it's tragic and can i say this you this jesus ah, thank god there's no one in church so i'm free to say what i need to say many of you and i can see your spouse let's say the husband is waking up on saturday morning waking up on tuesday waking up on wednesday doing exercises jumping up and down and, and trying to get himself into shape and here you are just sitting down sleeping Many wives are waking up in the morning and doing exercises and getting themselves and here you are man your your, your, your tummy looks like you're holding a six months pregnancy. You're not going to make it. Don't pray and fast. Bible says watch and pray. Watch what you're eating before you pray. No, no, no. Don't, Don't give this lockdown an excuse. It's ridiculous. You young ones, you may be size six. You may be size four. That doesn't mean you're fit. When issues come, it's not your size that matters. It's how fit you are. They told us they give us an hour or some to go out and, and, and train. Have you bought a bicycle? Do you run? And not only run, don't run and come back and say, Ha! Ha! I exercise today. Let me find the next cake that I can eat. I remember I finished training. On, on Thursday, I can't remember, on Thursday or something like this, one lady just came to our house. Sorry to use her name. Surely she just dumped these fantastic small cupcakes. Ah, oh God. When I came downstairs, I looked at it and said, Ah, get thee behind me, Satan. The only problem was that that thing didn't go behind me, it went in me. When I just said, Let me just taste. You know, you know when you say, Let me just taste the top. Let me just, wow. Let me say caramel cupcakes, strawberry cupcakes. That girl's killed me. I, I literally just took a scoop. Let me just test this. And I was moving away. Hmm. Let me test the, the, the cake bit of it. Wow. And before you know anything, I say, hey, it's not bad. I'll just take one. By the time I took two and I was about to put my hand to the third one, I just remembered my message. I preached, there's death in the pot. I withdrew. We're all tempted. We're all tempted. I like this 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 chocolate that has some some uh, 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 peanuts or something with it. I love it. I love it. I love. That. I I so love it. But sometimes you've got to have control. Exercise. You can lose weight during this period. Beware what you eat. You cannot be eaten at 12 midnight because you're watching netflix and you're eating and say hey this is my this is my cheat day you, every day is a cheat day for you and some of you are not looking attracted to your spouse you've put on weight you've gathered weight in the in the thighs in the legs in the every single way you're even moving up this ah. And he's praying, please God, let this lockdown finish because my wife needs to get out. My husband needs to get out. You've got to watch what you eat because it will change your mood. And, and one of the doctors said, and we're going to bring them online. She was saying to me, she said, every single time you exercise, there's this, some, this, this chemical that's released on, the, on, your, on your brain that starts to negate every single mood. I, I'm not a medical doctor, so I will ask them the question. Listen to me. Choosing healthy food may help you feel well and happy. Write this down. This will help you. Eat your food. Eat your food. Eat your food. Are you writing right now? Eat your food as your medicine. So you won't eat your medicine as your food. I'm going to say this again. Eat your food as your medicine. Eat your food as your medicine. So you won't eat your medicine as your food. Remember that Esau sold his birthright based on the cravings of his soul. If you change your diet, you can change your destiny. This is very important. I remember my wife and I, we had an argument some time ago. I said, there's too no more salt. Salt was over. I said, no more salt in my food. I need no more salt. She will bring the food. And I said, no, When I was so frustrated. I called one of my sisters. Church, who is a doctor, said, please talk to her because she's healthy, she's not on high blood pressure tablets. Talk to her, help me, deliver me, deliver, please, help me. I just noticed that she was speaking to her because she was on on speaker. She was speaking, said maybe you should reduce this. Maybe you should reduce it. I was angry. I thought she would, she would, she would, she would come onto my side. But I just found out that she was a bit cagey. And I'm sure she wasn't cagey because it was pastor, because I was crying out for help. I have no other mother to go to now to cry to her. I said, Please help me for this salt. I want to live, look. And then only two weeks ago or three weeks ago, just recently, she called me and said, You know what? The reason why I didn't respond that much is my husband complains about the same thing and he was there. I'm like, Father, help me. Now I look onto the mountains where my, my help was. I said, babe, give me sugar in a bowl, salt in a bowl, give me some maggie in a bowl and when I'm eating, I'll put it onto it, which I never do. You've got to help yourself. Now there's no salt in our food. In fact, one day she cooked, I said, there's no salt here. She just walked away. <sighs> yeah. So she said, I can't please you. Beware of what comes into you. Number five, bring God on the scene. I'm going to rush through this. Bring God on the scene. Bring God on the scene. Bring God into the mood. Bring God into your life. Why would I bring God into my mood swing? Someone asked me that question. Because he has felt the way you felt. He's gone through the same things you've gone through. He was locked down for three days in the grave. He knows what you're going through. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Without sin. He is the one who can lead you beside the still waters. God said, put me in the picture and I will make hard things easy. Bring God on the scene. Ask God, God, help me with my moods. How you perceive God affects how he responds to you. How you perceive God affects how you respond to him. There is a way you can put God in a cage and shut God out from doing mighty things in your life. You've got to be able to say, God, I bring you onto the scene. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, people with their minds set on you. People with their minds set on you. People with their minds set on you keep you completely whole. You keep completely whole. Steady on their feet in the message Bible Because they keep at it and they don't quit. Keep at it. He says they keep at it. People with their minds set on you. You keep completely whole. Steady on their feet. Because they keep at it and they don't quit. They don't quit. Don't quit on God. Bring God onto the scene. It's easy to get discouraged when things are going bad. But we shouldn't lose hearts. God is our walk in our life. Even in the midst of pain and suffering, God is there. Psalm 16 verse 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I shall not be moved. The reason we lose our peace is because we seek help in other places aside of God. Did you hear that testimony? She was looking to her grandfather and help wasn't coming. And that must have affected her mood until she went like the psalmist says, I will look up unto God. And number six, number six. Be thankful. I've said all this to get here. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. He says, in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, he says, be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read this again. Read it out with me together. Say, in every situation... No matter what the circumstance, I will be thankful and continually give thanks to God. Why don't you stand up from where you are and say, God, I thank you. I thank you. He says, for in every situation. He didn't say for the situation. He says, in the situation. I'm not thanking God because of coronavirus. I'm thanking God because I can see God in every situation. Can someone hear me what I'm saying? you've got to be able to thank God. If you don't thank God, you will never be able to get through situations and circumstances. And giving thanks is a practice that does not come to many easily because they always look at their lives. They believe believe that there's nothing worth thanking God for. Listen to me. (laughs) Many people, they are convinced or they've convinced themselves that thanking God may be right for those who God has showered his blessing on but not right for them you got to learn to thank God. Some people miss all the good things in life by focusing only on what's wrong. They miss the flowers in the garden and point out only the weeds. It doesn't matter. If you have a 5,000... I, I, I read this and I heard this. Someone preached this and he blessed me. And he says, if you have a 5,000 watch... Or a 50 pound watch, you are watching the same time. If you sit in a first class cabin or an economy, if the plane goes down, you are going down together. If you have a 5,000 bag or a 50 pound bag, you still carry the same amount of money. You may live in a 3 million house or a 300,000 house, your isolation is still the same. A lack of appreciation actually depends on our perspective. Many people feel that they're in a place of isolation and predicament and suffering because of the way they see things. Many people are not used to being in their house and, and they say we are suffering because we're not allowed to do what we want to do. He went on to say, I wonder what the third world countries, what they're thinking about, what we think about is suffering. What do they, when they look at us, they wonder what kind of suffering are you looking at? If you, if you go to Nigeria, if you go to Ghana, if you go to India, if you go to, 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 to sorry, Ecuador, if you go to Bolivia, some of these places where they don't have this si- kind of houses and accommodation you have. If you go to Brazil and listen to the news in Brazil, in fact they, they they're not they 're not trying to expand the hospitals as we had something like Nightingale and all that kind of stuff you know what they 're doing they 're actually expanding the graves they 're just digging graves they 've digged over twenty five thousand graves nobody 's in there and they 're now bringing the dead and putting it there they 're just giving up they 've lost against it and you say. Your suffering. I wonder uh, how these people will feel uh, uh, about suffering when we are shut up in our heated or air conditioned houses. We have our carpets and our nice wooden floors. We have our built in kitchen and our dishwashers. We have our televisions with over, with over 70, 80 different kinds of channels. We have light. We have water 24 7. You have internet access. You can FaceTime your friends. You can watch things on YouTube. I wonder if they will really look at us when we have money to buy whatever we want of the accessories. I wonder if someone who is bedbound, someone who is in the hospital will look at us and say we are suffering because we can't hook up with our friends or we can't go to the hotel or we can't go to the cinema that we want to go. I wonder if they would look at us and actually say we are suffering because, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to listen to this, suffering is relative. And when we keep looking at the things from our own perspective, without appreciating what we've got, we complain and we murmur and we shut down! the supplies of heaven upon our lives because we don't know how to thank God for the things we we have. If If you're going to learn to be happy and joyful, you must learn to be joyful in the situation, in the problem, in the experiences of life. You've got to know how to thank God. Your children, that is an annoyance for you. You don't realize that God has just saved them from being in the hospital. There are some children in the hospital the parents can't even go and see them right now you're complaining about the same children. Let them make the noise. Let them make the mess. Because many children can't even walk or talk. Why do people live in a thankless environment? Write this down. These are the last B's in all this, this series. Number one, because it's a culture. They have developed a culture of ingratitude. They have developed a habit of asking than giving. Sometimes we worship God because of what we can get from Him. That's why our ingratitude shows beyond our servitude. It's a culture. Give me more. Give me more. Pastor, give me more content. Pastor, give us more. Maybe we can put other people on to be praise Maybe we can do this, maybe we can do. You're asking for something you don't give. There are people who are even giving, giving money and we're using to help them all over the place, but many of you won't even say thank you for people who are walking behind the scenes to give you the message. You can't say thank you for your parents that are still accommodating you at home because it's a culture, it's a thankless environment. Why do people develop a thankless environment? Number two, because it's based on their emotions. Praise is not based on your emotions or feelings. Thanks is an act of faith. It is a decision you make. The sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving is not about your today, it's about your tomorrow. Whenever you thank God, you place a seed for your future. Why do people develop a thankless environment and a thankless heart? Because it's a lack of contentment. Contentment is the antidote against complaints. You cannot praise unless you are content. It isn't isn't what you have, or who you are, or where you are, or what you are doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It is what you think about it. De Carnegie said Absalom was not thankful. He said Absalom was not thankful. He said Absalom was not thankful for the position of being a heir or a prince. He began to sow seeds of discord. He lost his opportunity and he died. Contentment makes poor men rich. Discontent makes rich men poor. Absalom wasn't thankful that he was even a prince. He wasn't begging on the floor. He wasn't begging around. He wasn't content with that. He wanted to be king. And when you're rich, you can become poor because of a lack of contentment. You want to make more money. I'm not going to marry because I, 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 I want to sort out my life. I want to make more money. You're married. I still want to make more money. You lose your friends, you lose your family, you lose everyone because you're not content. And in the process of you chasing after it, bam, you truncate your destiny. Some people have ended up in hospital with their legs amputated because they're in the wrong place, have the wrong time because they were not happy with their lives. He says in every situation, not for every situation, the art of thanksgiving is learning in thanking God for who he is, what he has done and what he will do. It is not a form of a backdoor request. Many people say when the praise goes down, the blessings, when the praise goes up, the blessings comes down. In as much as I like that phrase, but it can also be erroneous. I don't thank God because I also want to get things for me because I'm thanking him. I thank God for who he is. And let me close by saying this, the perspective you need to live from if you're going to have joy in your life and you're not going to go through all these mood swings is Romans chapter 8 and 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. You've got to learn to be thankful. You've got to learn to be thankful. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for my life. I thank God for my children. I thank God for for this church. I thank God for the lockdown. I thank God I can't see anyone. Well, at least we can communicate. I thank God for the beans I'm eating. I thank God for the rice I'm eating. I thank God that I've even got a job. Many of you, you hate the job you're going to, but that job is what is sustaining you now. (laughs) They they, they haven't fallen on you. They they haven't made you redundant. You've got to learn to give thanks to God. Because when you give thanks to God, he works all things together for good because you love God and you are called according to his purpose. Let me give you a, 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 a brief recap. How do I control my mood swings? Be in control of your moods. Don't be ruled by them. Beware that things happen. Break the pattern. Be careful what you allow in. Be careful what you allow. Bring God on the scene and be thankful. I hope this has blessed you as we go into a new series next Sunday. But you should never forget this message. Repeat it every single time. Look at it every single time. Because you have to be able to be of a person who has a good mood. Don't let people label you that you've got a bad mood every time. Don't label yourself that I'm always in a mood swing. Come on, you've got to get out of this. You've got to live a life that is thankful. Live a life that is glorious. Live a life that is pleasing unto God. Father, we thank you for today. Bow your heads, let's pray. And I want some of you to start to pray to God. Some of you need to just say, God, I repent. I am a murmurer. I complain about everything. I complain about the dog, I complain about the cat, I complain about the mouse, I complain about the bed sheet, I complain about the house, I complain about lack of furniture, I complain uh, 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 about my accommodation, I complain. God, why? Start to say, God, I'm sorry, I'm going to change. Start to say, God, I give you thanks and I give you praise. Some of you got to say, God, I'm going to shut down on this Instagram. I'm going to go three days without even watching it just to be able to detox I got, I've got to get out of this mood start to pray and maybe there's someone online if you don't allow Jesus into your life and learn how to be thankful for the things you have you will still continue to oscillate between two moods I want you to come today and say to Jesus Jesus I give you my heart I give you my life I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior come on why don't you come to God why don't you make that decision in the four corners of your room And just say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Save me from this mood swing. I'm a child of God. Thank you for saving me. If you made that prayer this afternoon, what I want you to do is I want you to send me a message. You will see the number that will appear on the screen right now. Send me a message. WhatsApp me a message. Put your number there. Put your number your your, uh, your your email there i want to be able to come to you i want to be able to call you i want to be able to pray with you Oh, i want to be able to send a whatsapp message back to you just to help you because this is the best time to give your life to jesus father we come against every single mood swings and we say we're in control we manage our moods according to the dictates of heaven and not our life to you we give glory honor and praise in jesus mighty name we pray someone says amen
0: you've been listening to Ty Adashugba pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church we hope you enjoyed this message for further inquiries visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk alternatively call us on 020 7435 3939 you can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle 131 St. John's Way N19 3RQ Archway, London Thank you for listening